yak babies, sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by snail pornography, Shells Off. My name's Aaron, and here are personal pals, Brick. Good morning for five minutes. Good morning to you. Oh, we have Dave. Hey, boys. Yes, and we have New American Nico. Good morning, barely. For morning real this you. time. Yes. Well, should we wait five minutes and then just like, do the afternoon <laughs> record? Yeah. yeah. Good noon. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is a return to an old concept uh, called Comic Book Roulette, where I've brought six comic books uh, that my personal pals have never seen, or I don't think they've seen before, and asked them to imagine they were in the dentist's office or a doctor's office and there was no golf digest no you know bass and trout there was just these six comics and what would you do if you had to wait for 30 minutes you know you flip through and look you know they say your phone's dead so you have these comics to look at it's asking to look through them and see where they were intrigued to see if they wanted to read more and if they did in fact read more or were turned off by them i'm gonna see like i'm, I'm just curious what their, what their taste is like in terms of contemporary comics i chose six number one issues most of them are within the past year or so. There's one from a couple of years ago that I chose for a specific reason. But um, here's the contenders. We had Black Cloak, number one, by Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren. Kelly Thompson, the writer, McLaren, the artist. And Becky Carey, I think, is the colorist here. And kind of a sci-fi concept, kind of like almost like saga-ish, space opera style, you know, Star Wars adjacent. There's Kaya, number one, written and drawn by Wes Craig, uh, who's a great artist I really like. This is kind of an adventure story about a young girl in kind of a fantasy land. This is also from Image Comics. There's Phantom Road, by written by Jeff Lemire, drawn by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, and colors by Jordi Belair. A kind of a spooky horror sci-fi thing about alternate dimensions and ghosts and truckers. There's also Black Science, number one. By Rick Remender, uh, drawn by Matteo Scalera. This is a sort of sci-fi, kind of like Fantastic Four riff. This is the oldest one. This one's from about 2014, I think, or maybe 15. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit older. Yeah, 2013. Recently finished its run. So this is a completed series now. But I chose it. I'll tell you why later. Creepshow number one, which is a recent anthology. Uh, return to the Creepshow brand from Image Comics. This is uh, a couple different writers. Chris Burnham wrote and drew the first story. And then Paul Dini and Stephen Langford wrote the second one. It was drawn by John McRae. All major talents there. Obviously a horror anthology. And the last one, the first issue of Danger Street, written by Tom King, drawn by Jorge Fornes. This is something I talked about on a, what a reading of a couple episodes ago of a new Tom King series I was very excited for. It's a superhero epic with uh, lots of deep ties to DC continuity, DC Comics continuity. So personal pals i'm curious to hear which of these intrigued you which ones didn't intrigue you what did you find as you as you read through our comics roulette uh, assortment here so you had mentioned that you had an idea of what you thought yes i have do you want to tell us that one at least i thought each of you would respond to positively why don't so, you tell us what they are and then we can either confirm or deny okay sure brick i picked out kaya for you correct i thought this would be like right up your alley so it seems like maybe it was yes that was tell us more i like the art style and it's up my alley the kind of like Weird fantasy. Obviously, there's talking animals. Yeah. Uh, like a lizard army, kind of. Yep. Yeah, it's about a girl who I think is a princess, and that her brother is the prince who's going to be named king, and they're kind of like trying to hide him from forces who are trying to get him. It sort of has that kind of big epic feeling to it. Yep. Uh, but with like, kind of like little kid YA energy in some ways. Um, yeah. yeah, the art is really good. Yeah, I like uh, the art the best of yeah, yeah. those. It's like painted, yeah. colorful. 
it's a it's it's a lot more. I, I don't know. It looks it it just looks. The colors are very nice. It's not comics. It's yeah. a different palette, but it's got a similar kind of feel to Paper Girl. Yeah, it's a sort of desert palette. Um, it's a lot of sort of oranges and reds and uh, like yellows. Let's see if we can find. I think maybe did he do the colors to himself too, Wes Craig, or maybe he hired someone else to do that. So it seemed like Nico, you maybe read this a little bit. You sort of got through a couple. Oh yeah, Jason Wardy was the colorist here. So good work to Jason. Yeah. Uh, so you read maybe a, a big chunk of this. It seemed like. Yeah. 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 Um, Would you keep reading it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the 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 color the color and the art, but I think it has one of the problems that I often run into with uh, comics, which is pacing. It's mm. like it's so it's it's basically this entire first issue is on the co- on the front cover it says Kaya, and then yeah. when you turn the last page it says Kaya and the Lizard Riders. Right. So it's just how she gets with the lizard riders. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so it felt it felt a bit stretched to me and there's there are a lot of kind of these action beats that I don't think necessitated as much time as they were given. And it, yeah. it just felt to me like it's the opening little, you know, five minutes of the movie. Yeah. But because it has to take up thirty pages, it actually feels you know, it just feels too like there isn't enough going on. Yeah. You get a lot of character and a lot of backstory. I like how it starts just in the middle of the race or the chase. There's no uh, like long preamble. But you're right. It did feel to me like the setup for like the story's going to come later. Yeah. Which is why I didn't, I didn't fall up to issue two. Uh, well, it, did, it didn't quite start in the middle of the chase because they are just kind of wandering in the beginning. And right. Then, but they're, they're like, like you, you don't see why they're wandering until yeah. later on, right? Okay. So they're, yeah, yeah, but they're, they're generally running from these people, but like they're not visible and then right. they, they see them and yeah okay brick would you read this yep I'm yeah. looking right now to see if there's a trade now there should be it's about seven issues in i think at this point um so it should be a collection if not coming uh, or if not out it should be coming soon then for sure this would definitely be up your alley you see if you follow up on this one okay so miko the one i picked for you is black science which is the one that black was, science yeah the older one well black cloak too but black science is what i thought might hit you because it has that sort of like sci-fi yeah. Kind of like it's like sort of like hardish sci-fi bent, and it's complicated. Kind of like nasty characters. They're just like there's a lot of betrayal going on. That it's basically Fantastic Four, if or or more like yeah, Fantastic Four slash uh, Lost in Space. If like the dad figure was like an adulterous asshole, basically. Yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't get too deep okay. into it because yeah. I think I think because we had so little time. Yeah, it just felt a bit denser. Same with Danger Street. Like Danger Street felt yeah. like. Like I got a couple pages into it, and there were like multiple storylines already. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, and right. this might take a little more attention than sure. like five minutes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I like that, and I so I I did like Black, Black Cloak a lot. Yeah. And I feel it's like Sa- comparing it to Saga does a disservice because it's okay. not a lot. Like it's the space opera is not at least in the first one. Yeah. It's it's a it's a detective mm-hmm. story. So that's yes. That's one thing that I like and. Also, I, I felt like the pacing was much better than, yeah. than uh, something like Kaya or, or even like Danger Street because Danger Street was like a lot more kind of fragmented. Mm-hmm. And that was very – it's just one story. You're just following the, the one person, but like things, things are happening. Yeah. And it didn't felt, feel like it was stretched the same mm-hmm. way. It felt like there were, they were kind of stuffing in more stuff, which I think is – 
180 degrees from Saga. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that for sure. It definitely has the benefit of the procedural structure, where it's like the detective who's going to yeah. investigate the thing. It's all like decked out with sci-fi elements, but all the the plot structures are familiar from the genre, right? Yeah, and that's and that's kind of how they stuff in the backstory too, and the and the world building is like then this they find this woman and she's been thrown in in the bay to be eaten by mermaids. Yeah, but the mermaids threw her back out because she was poisoned and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a good cliffhanger. The detective gets stabbed at the end, uh, and you're sort of like, oh, this is getting serious like she looks like she's gonna die bit of a stretch but yeah. okay yeah that's yeah that's one of the things that maybe not fall from this one too Bricker, did you either look through either black science or black cloak yes they both look kind of cool i think black science looked a little more appealing to me i liked the I, so i flipped through these i barely read them sure. I, most, I mostly just looked at them visually black cloak seemed a little bland for me mm-hmm. black science looked a little more intriguing yeah I didn't love the art style, but the sort of the world it was showing seemed interesting. You'd like the art of Black Science or Black Cloak? I didn't like the character design of Black Science. I didn't the, okay. the faces like that's yeah. just the style wasn't appealing to me. Mm. But the colors were cool and the aliens were cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah Black, Black Cloak did not have great art. It's very, it's very kind of, I don't know, like. Webtoonish, yeah, yes. yeah. It's it, it feels like it was done on a tablet, yep. you know, and like it's just like fill color yeah. instead of like you know painted or something. Yeah, there's something about the lines in the the black cloak art I really didn't like. It's strong, like strong outlines. Yeah, yeah, heavy blacks. It's like it's you know animated kind of looking in some ways, but it really does. It felt more to me like more than anything like like a web comic, and they just have like a little bit of like a ugh, it just looks like a cheap tablet produced webcomic i just didn't love the art really that's the main reason why i didn't follow up on black cloak some of the story stuff got me a little bit i was like yeah i don't know about this kelly thompson's a writer who i generally like her stuff but can only really read like maybe one or two issues before i kind of start to fall off of her writing style yeah. she tends to write a bit with the modern humor approach and that never works for me in these comics like what uh just like twitter jokes stuff like that like or like modern tv jokes right like that kind of like that sort of humor pattern where you're just like yeah okay everyone writes like this now it just bugs me uh yeah this one's still going this one is probably gonna run for a long time i think people like thompson quite a bit i i recently read this uh sci-fi book where it's supposed to be cyberpunk people have like cybernetic hands and computers are just like contact lenses you put on your eyes Mm mm-hmm and all of the cultural references are from the 90s. So they're referencing, <laughs> like, Die Hard and Haruki Murakami. And it's like, what year is this? Yeah, like, this what is, is happening? It feels like you're trying to do a sci-fi future, but all of your touchstones are your touchstones. Like, yeah. you are clearly a millennial. Right. And you are just writing in these things that you like. Yeah, it's just stuff that you like and yeah, want to talk about. That sucks. Yeah, yeah I never like Completely that. breaks the, yeah, the, the, you know, what do you call it? Verisimilitude or whatever. Yeah, and then that can be an intentional choice if you're doing, especially if you're doing it in reverse, like telling like an older story with contemporary stuff to be like clever or sassy. That's one thing. If it's like with doing the other direction with sci-fi, it feels just like a like laziness or a laugh, probably. Yeah. Okay, so Dave, for you, I picked out Creepshow. I thought you might respond to that best. Short stories, anthology style, and horror, and like Stephen King adjacent. I was even write this, but Creepshow sort of in his brand, but also Phantom Road. Did indies strike you? Yeah, so the three we've already talked about, I feel, are furthest from my alley. Yeah, that's what I think. Particularly the two sci-fi ones. Um, they're like, 
in the alley of that North Pole city. Like yeah. The AI rainforest. Right. <laughs> um, of these other ones, I think Creepshow, I guess I would look at it kind of like the movies, like entertaining for a mm-hmm. minute, but ultimately disposable. Like I wouldn't leave the dentist office seeking out more Creepshows. Right. It's just like, all right, those. It would be super exciting if the dentist office had Creepshows. Which are horror comics. I'd be going back to that. <laughs> yeah. But then of these other, these are the, the two that I feel like I would pursue more. So Danger okay. Street and Phantom Road, but particularly Phantom Road. Yeah, tell us about um, it. I feel like that's that's maybe the most like story-wise it's interesting and and i you know we've talked before about how you know i'm the novice uh reader here and like art i don't i don't really know what's good what's not yeah um i just like what i like and that's, so that's what the rest of us do but maybe with a, a lot more experience but then also um I feel like danger street would have a good chance to draw me into not, not just because it opens in an interesting manner, but also because, you know, I, I'm familiar with uh, Tom King through uh, Mr. Miracle. So. Right. Mm. Yeah, Dean Street was the one I chose as kind of a wild card because it's, I mean, we know, we know Tom King, we like Tom King in the podcast, but it's the one that relies the most on, I think, prior knowledge. Uh, so I, I was curious to see if you read it, like how, if it would grab you because I like it a lot but I like it a lot in part because I know like a lot of the stuff around it. So I wonder if you didn't know, if you weren't like versed in like DC lore with this grab you. So it's like a date, which is cool. Um, oh, so this is attached to, to kind of. So this is a couple, I think we did this maybe like last summer, potentially I talked about it. The idea here, there was a series called the first issue special in the eighties, I guess maybe it was late seventies in DC. And it was 13 issues. They were all number ones. And was hoping to launch new series from the basically none of them ever followed up really and became anything. They're all very different. They're always like different creators, different concepts, some old characters, some new characters, but all like different kinds of stories. And so Tom King decided to, what if all those 13 books were in the same world, basically like connected to each other. And there he's sort of, you know, made them different and kind of massaged the characters and plots to be a bit, you know, to make them sort of fit together. But it's like how this fit to like one kind of large conspiracy. So you're supposed to, I mean, he said in interviews and like, I think the intent is that you don't have to know anything to go into it and read. You can like get started and just like follow along with the characters as you're introduced to them. But it does sort of like seem like there's a different resonance if you know who like Metamorpho was, for instance. Phantom Road is awesome. I'm on issue three now. I love it. It's so good. The art is great. Gabriel Walta is an excellent artist. It's so spooky. It's kind of a weird, it almost is cartoony too, but it more like a haunted painting look in some ways. And... It's an interesting, it's a mystery that keeps doubling down on itself and nothing has unlocked yet. It's just more questions, but the questions are really engaging. And there's this kind of like troubling personal backstory underneath it all about the trucker and his life that that's, uh, seems right for exploration too. It's kind of a horror. Yeah, I would say so. It's like sci-fi horror kind of. Just what, like, what, uh, what, what makes a good horror for you like a good horror comic book because that, that's one of the genres that i you know fall back from yeah the quickest <laughs> yeah right yeah i'm not a huge horror comics guy but when it gets me it's like it feels generally eerie right like this one it's not like monsters it's just like these like there's these panels of big expanses of nothing and just like like that to me is like super scary right because it's not it looks like like hell but without the typical depictions there's no like flames there's no rocks it's just like a big open white sky there's no clouds or sun it's just like gray white and then flat road and like nothing 
it just really got to me in that that sort of like visual stuff and then there's these like creepy like monster guys uh sort of like Giacometti-esque you know uh, attenuated bodies whatever that Walter draws really well it's kind of gory there's a little bit of violence here it gets more so um like that panel is like kind of a spooky panel too right it's like it feels creepy in a way that most horror comics don't which is why I latched on to it I also like just like Jeff Lemire's writing he's generally a good writer so I trusted this book you know more than I would trust a book from like a non or somebody I didn't know maybe as well okay so then we got some possible winners so Brick you're gonna read Kaya maybe yeah yeah Dave you might check up Phantom Road as I take a picture of the cover uh or maybe Danger Street if you are intrigued and then Nico you might pick up Kaya potentially or Black Cloak yeah and I could probably take another read at Black Science Yeah, Yeah, yeah yeah That one's finished. Like I said, you can. I read through about maybe like 17 issues of that before I fell off of it. So I was intrigued for a long time on that one until I just kind of got bored with it. 17 issues. It definitely went longer. It's like maybe in the 40s or 50s. But I just fell off there somewhere. I was like, ah, I'm done with this. Yeah. Don't worry. 40s or 50s. Jesus. See, that's yeah. one of the things I kind of liked about Black Cloak was that it looks like it's six six issues and it's done. Could be. I don't know. But at least that's gonna. There's, it seems like there's gonna be some kind of closure because that's what they have planned. In yes, there's definitely a make a break point. misery to resolve for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, like if if it doesn't wrap up in six issues and it does the saga, where it's just like, oh, we're just gonna continue to investigate this crime forever. Right. Then we're still on the run. Yeah, then I'm off. Saga's still going. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, we're it, hundreds. No, no, no. Yeah. Because they were on like a multiple year long hiatus for a oh, while, okay. so only just came back. I think a couple months ago, maybe. Um, but still, like, it's like in the 60s or 70s. Approaching 100, yeah. 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 Yeah, when it came back, I was like, should I just like dive in and see what Saga's about? And I was like, nah, I got better things to do with my time. Like, yeah. I did my Saga tour. So you can just go hop on your exercise bike if you want to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Does that bother you at all? It's like, I mean, the equivalent, obviously, of quitting a book in the middle, never knowing how the story wraps up. Yeah, not really. Because with comics, especially comics that run long like that, like for instance with Black Science 2, at some point I was just like, this is just not worth it for me, and I'm not invested enough in the characters to care about what happens to them long term. So when Saga ends, I might just check in and be like, I wonder how Saga resolves, whatever, just see what the story, yeah. where it ended up. But even then, it's just like, I'm not sure I would care very much. I just, I lost my taste for those characters and what they were about after like 40 issues or whatever. So I think comics reading trains you to be a bit more ruthless like that where she's like ah i'm done i just need to come back to this what's interesting though is that when i didn't read comics briefly in college before i got back into them i was definitely would like at sometimes at night be like what is like going with green lantern like what's his story these days i would just, like be like very curious to know like what's happening and you write a letter to find out yeah right it's where my letter writing started and i th- i think that if they ever stop publishing superhero comics like they probably will the next maybe 20 years or so i will like be very upset by the fact that they won't know like there's like what's going on with Batman these days like that will be like you think an they're gonna stop story. making I think so probably why, why maybe less years? than that I just don't think that they sell as well as oh, they used okay. to they're just yeah, IP just farms for movies huh. and TV shows you think they're gonna stop all together maybe not I think that we'll stop seeing like especially Marvel and DC publishing like a regular slate where there's like a Batman book a Superman book I think it won't be like that anymore a writer, John Hickman, predicted like 10 years ago that at some point the big publisher would just become licensing houses and would license their characters out to be published by others, which I think is probably likely to. Plus, we're going to see, and I think four years, Superman enters the public domain. No, not four years. It's more than that. But soon, uh, Superman will be in the public domain. And that's going to be weird 
because that's never happened uh, in comics history. Like, or at least in superhero comics history, that's the first one to be. Winnie the Pooh's any indication it'll go well. Yeah, right. So people are curious because there are things that will still be under copyright protection, but like, yeah, like Lex Luthor and Jimmy Olsen and Kryptonite stuff. But like, the idea of Superman will be public domain. So it's like you can do a Superman book and call him Superman, but you can't have Superman stuff in it. It's going to be very strange. Yeah, I think that it won't last. I think that it's going to uh, that kids seem to like manga better than superhero comics, and they also like young adult stuff. Like, uh, what's the difference for those of us? Really know what a manga is. Here's here's uh, there's a big stack right there. If you check it right out. here, holding up my microphone. It's I mean it's just like it's the a lot of it's like the trappings of the or like the look of it, right? It's like there's not it's not as focused on people in spandex with superhero and, and long mythologies. It's like one long story about adventurers and or like about soccer or whatever. It's like there's a lot more genre variety in manga than there is in in comics or superhero comics. So it's a huh. Yeah. yeah. I think that kids are trained on it now in the way that I was trained on superhero comics. Um, so it's like sure. a generational shift too. So we'll see. And I, you know, I would hate if I was like, if I was a 60 year old man just reading Greenlander because like they're, they're publishing just for me because I'm the one who wants it. But also I wouldn't be mad if that was the case either <laughs> like, because I just want to keep reading it. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing to be sort of like that embedded in that sort of like fictional universe. Well, listeners, those are some options for you. If you're curious to check out some comics, those are six ones that are worth checking out. Like I said, I didn't follow through on all of them. I'm currently reading the the three that we're looking at right now, Phantom Road, The Industry, and Creepshow. Creepshow ended. I read all of them. They were all great. Uh, you know, hits and misses, but like generally fun. Uh, the Industry is on issue seven now. I'm loving that. It's a limited series. It'll be over by 12. Um, so that's one you can collect and read in one fell swoop if you want to later on. And Phantom Road ongoing on issue three right now. Really, really good. Those are good, too. Kaya is still being published, and so is Black Cloak. Black Science is in a series of trades now, if you want to catch up on that. There's tons of stuff out there to look at. So let us know if you do. Email us at yakmaviespodcast at gmail.com to tell us if you read these comics and what you thought of them. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash yakmavies, where you can get our bonus podcast for $1 a month. You can find our games, our Burn Bros sessions, where we talk about you know, serious stuff like what would you do if you could reject your balls in your body? There's also a candy breakdown where we do a tournament about Halloween candy and just so much rewarding stuff there for a dollar a month. Go check it out and have some fun. And then, of course, our merch store, tinyurl.com slash jackbabies, where you can get t-shirts and mugs and bricks. Is not, uh, not bricks designed by, well, maybe there are some bricks designed by brick there. Are there bricks in the store? There could be. So check those out. Uh, get some jokes for yourself and your friends. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.